0: Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolick and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. This evening, I am joined by a new guest, Yvanda Wells, who's using ministry and Reiki to provide a spiritually supportive environment, facilitating the journey of balance and harmony of the mind, body, and spirit of every soul, endeavoring to achieve their highest potential. Yvanda uh, came across my path uh, basically the night, well, we we were in a similar Telegram chat group, but she came across my path the night I bilocated. (laughs) Her and I connected and she's helped me understand a few things. Um, And speaking of Telegram, guys, if you're um, on Telegram, please uh, join the HATS uh channel the link is in the description below i've been partnering with hats and they're the biggest and fastest growing in- international community of truth seekers so please go check them out if you're looking for a community of people that are like-minded like you but Yvonda, i'm so happy you're here we've got thank so you. much to we've got so much to talk about tonight how are you how are you doing
1: i'm doing fantastic thank you
0: and it's good an honor to be on i appreciate it well, it's an honor to have you here, and we, uh, we're we going to get into some very interesting topics. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, guys. You do not want to miss. Stick around for the whole show, because Yvanda has such beautiful energy. She's so powerful, and she actually did a Reiki session on me yesterday, so I got to experience her gifts, which are phenomenal. And I know a couple of you in the audience have experienced her gifts and you said the same thing. So we're going to get into a lot of topics, but before we kind of jump into some of the really good stuff, let's talk about Reiki first. And how did you get started with Reiki? Was this, was Reiki something you always worked with or how did you come across it?
1: Okay. So no, Reiki was, I had no clue what Reiki was. After uh, my first death, I saw a symbol. I saw lots
0: of symbols. Yes. Okay, hold on, no. hold on a second. Your first death. Yes. So yes. how many how many deaths have you experienced then? Uh, confirmed by medical professionals, eighteen. Eighteen near death experiences. No.
1: Problem. Or no, they yes.
0: would be death. They would be absolute death. Yes. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one of them, uh, the hospital called my daughter and wanted to know what funeral home they should call to pick me up about a half an hour later my daughter had arranged you know for a funeral home to come pick me up and they call her back saying that
0: there must have been a mistake because I was alive so yeah. that Okay, your poor daughter. If you've all died eighteen times, how is she handling that? It, it, it didn't go so
1: well. She went into early labor. She was pregnant with my youngest granddaughter. It was it was rough. Yeah,
0: she's oh been through the mill. Okay, hold on. Okay, we, we ho- okay. Since we've just opened this door, we're gonna get into the Reiki. But since we we got to talk about this for a second, okay. why do you think you've died eighteen times? Okay. So uh, I, I
1: believe everyone has their own beliefs, but my knowing is that I came in with a, an agreement to certain things to, to experience certain things. I agreed to three deaths and I knew what they were going to be. The 15 others were malicious.
0: Okay. Okay. The the three that you signed up for, yes, that you knew. How? Yes. What were the circumstances that you were dying under? Uh, auto accident,
1: procedure resulting from the auto accident, and then my final
0: death to leave this thing. Okay. Okay. So, the malicious ones. Can you yes. speak about what kind of methods they were using then? So so
1: people get used by nefarious beings uh, to do things. So um, let's see, drowning, um, poisoning, uh, overdosing. uh, I had a broken heart and had a hole in my heart, which it resulted from the first, well, the auto accident in 94 and it had healed. I was back to running half marathons doing great and, uh, I had an emotional heartbreak and I felt my heart tear. Um,
0: I'm so sorry. are you saying that that was worked, that there were beings working, say through your partner to drive the relationship? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, yes. Cause it was rather twisted, but we won't go into that. Yep. 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 No, <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, I went to the doctor and I explained, you know, uh, and he
0: told me, passed it off saying, you know, it's emotional heartbreak. Hold, oh, yeah. one second. Some is someone. are you guys hearing a high pitched sound? Cause I'm not. Um, they're saying that they hear a high pitched sound, but I'm um, not hearing it on my end coming through. So, it's probably my frequency. Yeah, guys. Um, just so you know, if you can bear with us, <laughs> uh, the energy when when high frequency people start getting together, uh, it can really screw up a lot of the different technologies. Yvonne and I almost like have had our calls drop. Things happen where we just can't even call each other anymore. Text won't go through. So, just so you know. So if you can bear with us, if the pitch isn't too bad, if it's just faint, then we're, we're okay. It's not that bad. Okay, good. All right. Okay, perfect. Um, okay. Well you guys are just tuning into some high frequencies. All right. (laughs) Know that they have good vibes behind them. So, um, okay. So what were we, what were we just talking about there? Okay. So, so to, to get it really short, um,
1: I was having blood clots from the the tear in my heart, uh, and it was going to my brain. It took seven trips because I was so um, um, unique in the symptoms. Um, It took seven trips to the ER to finally diagnose me as having strokes. Um, At that point, I had 25% brain death. Necrosis had set in. um, by the end of it, I had documented that actually happened in the presence of medical professionals, um, five, uh, ischemic strokes, two hemorrhagic and over 300 transient ischemic strokes or mini strokes. Um, and then I had, uh, couldn't take the medication. I was extremely healthy. My body was healthy. I didn't have built up cholesterol. I didn't have high blood pressure you know, super healthy. So they decided, and medication made me very ill. Uh, The only thing they could do would be plug my right atrial appendage to stop the clots from going to my brain. I could still have clots, but it would probably hit my lung. I can live without a lung. You know, after so many strokes, I'm fine, do it, whatever. Um, Yeah, so the surgery was botched. I also went in with a, a do not resuscitate. And it was supposed to be a very simple procedure. Um, Hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes tops. Five hours later, and I died three times on the table. And um, I was very angry because I knew they were doing it wrong. I was uh, anesthetized. And I wasn't supposed to be able to feel anything. The only thing it did was paralyze me. So I felt everything, every single thing. And it was... um, it was torture. <laughs> so um, I was angry at the doctor because I also did not want a blood transfusion. Um, they cut two arteries. I bled out, mm, yeah, three deaths. But be, uh, before he cut my uh, the first artery, I, uh, in my mind, I thought I kicked him really hard because I, I wanted to stop the procedure. And I told them in the beginning something wasn't right, so I, you know, we were going to call it off. And they knocked me out to where I couldn't do anything. And I'm laying there, and they're still going on even though I said no. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I thought I kicked him, and I remember um, because I got my leg loose. And I don't know how that happened. And then I got an arm loose, and I'm pulling the, the stuff out of my, my my mouth. I'm yanking IVs out, and I roll off the table and I'm, I can't move. I can't go anywhere. I'm, I'm on my hands and knees. I'm slipping in my own blood. That's how much blood had came out. And um, I remember thinking I didn't fight hard enough uh, to get away because I knew they were going to, you know how you know something's going to happen. And I knew they were going to kill me. And next thing I know, something hit my shoulder and I went out and then I wake up and still back to, I can feel everything and they cut another artery. And even though my eyes were taped, I could still see through. (laughs) And I just saw it just, just trickle down to nothing. I was like, here I go again, because after you die, so many times you enter, you know what it feels like. So, myself, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I don't care what they say. They can't make me. I'm not coming back. It's not coming back.
0: This is the only time I agreed to come back.
1: So, yeah.
0: Oh, my. I'm speechless. I mean, uh, guys in the audience. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, I, you know, it's not often that I am speechless. So this is a, a, a new thing. Okay. How did you get through that? So your team—you must have a very strong, protective team around you, like guides. Yeah. How did they maneuver to get you out of that situation, or to make it so that you, they didn't continue to do more damage?
1: Um, they must have guided guided the medical team. Um, I found out later. Um, I had uh, over. Within a year, the CT scans in the MRIs, I think it was over 130 within a, a, a 13 month period. So I developed leukemia from that. Um, so the, the oncologist, hematologist, I, I was so angry. It, it was a punch in the gut because I thought I just wasn't absorbing B12, you know, it's very common. <laughs> and I thought I had all the symptoms of major trauma you know, as far as my blood work. And they said no and show me the test and so on and so forth. So, and I told him what happened. And because I, I, they wanted to do a bone marrow transplant right away. I mean, it was just, you know, terrible according to them. And so I explained the situation. And um, he's like, well, come back next week and we're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna actually look at your records. I was like, wait, you didn't look at my records. He's like, don't have to. He said, but now I do so i went back um my blood work it was two weeks i went back after two weeks in the meantime i decided um, my guy told me to eat dandelions and that's exactly what i did and i don't like them <laughs> at all my blood work was perfect so uh he said he did review uh, my medical records and i told him how many times you know i had died yes. and he's like you're right look at this and he he thinks there were more um you know but but confirmed 18 18 Yeah, 18 is absolutely absolutely confirmed so I also told him and he's like why are you still angry and I told him I said because I didn't fight hard enough to stop that surgery and he started laughing so he talked to his friends because everybody all the doctors know know each other right or they have people that know people. And he said he, he talked with several that were there during the surgery. And I actually did fight. And I really did physically harm the head surgeon that he had to get medically treated. And I hit his hip so they wouldn't tell me what it was. And uh, it took eight people to subdue me and two people to inject me to knock me out. So, so I did fight. So I was happy
0: about that. Girl, I want you in my back corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, it's all good. I'm good now.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So uh, did you get any insight um, that you're able to share that, um, as to the, your purpose and your mission here to the level that you would be attacked so much maliciously. I mean, this is absolutely extraordinary. This is not something that I'd, I, I mean, I've never heard of it before. So do you have any insight to, uh, to understand that? Uh, yes. Back to the
1: Reiki, uh, the symbols that were shown to me, some of them, um, belong to the, the Reiki practice and I saw a flyer in a um, minute mark and this was back in the days when um, you know they would put uh, run off a copy of their advertisement and put phone numbers at the bottom and cut with scissors and you just take the phone number I took the whole thing I go right to the library trying to find out what it is because there was a symbol on that flyer it was a chokure symbol which if you go with the old school, they were not supposed to put that symbol on the flyer. It's not to be advertised like that because it's a sacred symbol. Uh, I couldn't find anything in the library about it. This was back before internet, you know, you could find everything on it. So I decided to take the course and I take the course. I was like, I know this, I know this, I've seen this, I know this, this is great. And uh, I got it tuned to level one And my teacher's like, we're going two. I was like, okay, no, we're going three. Okay. So I did it all, did it all in one day. And um, yeah, so she helped me a lot, you know, to understand what it was. And she says, Yvonne, I'm sorry, I I can't teach you anymore. I can't teach you anything. You know how to do it. Okay. I, I don't know why she did that uh, i had to learn a lot on my own you know that the interactions and things like that so i also started studying medical qigong uh that helped a lot too with the reiki but um so one of the reasons that i'm here is to uh share my light um i was told that it would be very very healing and very powerful i can attest to that uh And so my role is to help others heal so they may awaken because we need every single person. And uh, it's a painful process. I don't care how easy your life has been dealing with genetically or your inherited traumas plus just the traumas of, you know, being in this 3D world, it's not easy to deal with. Mm So... um, My role as a Reiki practitioner is to help people to release the traumas and the pains and to help them heal themselves. So the more, the better they feel, the better, the more easily it is to love yourself. Because I believe if you love thyself, everything else falls and it flows. And yeah, so.
0: Yeah. And that's like one of your biggest, I guess, missions is to help others understand the importance of loving thyself. And it does really shift so much. It shifts the way you um, perceive yourself, but also in the way you perceive, obviously, then the way you perceive the world, because you perceive the world through your own lens of really how you see yourself. And when you love yourself, you just there's just so many things that you'll, you won't you will do that a wounded person would do. And you have a higher potential of understanding the benefit of the frequencies that we're trying to deal with here, you know, in a sense of bringing in the higher frequencies, grounding the higher frequencies so that we can help, um, the mother earth ascend uh, as she is like go- going with her. Um, Wow. Okay. So guys, I can totally attest to Yvonda's Reiki. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to call them skills. Like skills just seems like a very normal word to use to describe what you do, especially after listening to your um, death experiences that you just described to us. Uh, you're extremely powerful. And I guess, you know, let's talk about how the importance of self healing and removing the blocks energetically so that we can reach these love frequencies before we get into um some of the other stuff uh, how did it shift things for you and how have you noticed it shift things for your clients when you're working with this energy of healing okay, so um a, a lot of it is
1: programming so we have to reprogram ourselves well how do we reprogram ourselves if we don't feel good Um uh, So whenever there's trauma, whether it's a physical trauma, emotional trauma, disappointment, any kind of feelings that are below the level of unconditional love, they leave imprints in the body, um, which affect the chakras. And so the chakras are seven main energy centers in the physical body. There's over 230 in the physical body. Plus lots more up above and below and on the sides, you know, that we can't necessarily see, but we can feel once we become sensitive to that. So whenever there's any type of trauma, it affects the chakra. And if you affect, let's just say you smash your fingers, it's just an accident, you know, Uh, but you smashed your fingers because you were in a bad mood, whatever reason. The hand, if you don't give it love, raise the frequency of that, even though it will physically heal, it could still hold that lower frequency because it was traumatized. So then arthritis will set up or you'll have rashes, that kind of thing. But because the hands also affect the throat, it could affect your oral health because if you smash this, it's going to affect your throat chakra. It's just how it is. So if the throat chakra is not balanced, you first of all, you will no longer be speaking your truth. Uh, you can have oral health problems, sinus problems, ear problems, thyroid problems, shoulder pain issues, you know, all the way down to your hands. So just having one chakra out of balance, mm. it can affect the third eye. It can affect the heart. So... One little incident that's just, you know, not out of malice or anything like that, you know, can cause that type of disruption. So with the Reiki, I get the chakras as balanced as possible. Uh, yeah. So when they're balanced, that means they're open and they're flowing and you release the traumas, you release the thought processing. Uh, the the patterned thought processing that came along with the injury that you felt bad and you were angry and it just snowballed and and then your heart got affected and then you can't see anymore with your third eye and things like that. That's just an example.
0: Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. It's amazing because I don't think we realize how something so small can have a domino effect into the rest of our, our body. Right.
1: So, um, so being angry at yourself for slamming your hand in the door doesn't help because this, the hand actually needs love. It needs that love. The hand yeah. did nothing wrong. It was, you were frustrated and aggravated and the hand got, it. You, you know, it's that kind of
0: Yeah. Thing. See, okay. So this is interesting guys, because yesterday when I had my um, Reiki session, she was able to pick up on the injury on my right hand. And, um, it's she's like, oh, something happened on the back of your your hand. And it was from when I had my rollerblading um, accident, which some of you may remember because my hand was really torn up. And this part is the only the only part that hasn't healed. I don't know if you guys can really see it, but um, there's just a minor little scar there. And I remember that I didn't really do anything to my hand because it was a little bit tender and sensitive, but I was constantly, i also like scraped up my right knee, but I was constantly putting like certain, certain ointments on it and rubbing it. And I've been massaging it to get the blood, stagnant blood out of it um, for the bruising. And it's healing really well. And you never picked up on that. And I was like, oh, it pro- I probably need to give my right hand some love. Yeah. So she picked up on that. She picked up on things that, were so specific I was like oh wow okay (laughs) it wasn't just random stuff that you might get right like it was very specific stuff that you picked up on so you've you've worked with Reiki you've opened up and you've been working with these frequencies and healing with you tuning into these higher frequencies a lot has the veil has become extremely thin for you extremely thin So let's get into some of the reptilian encounters that you've had as a result (coughs) of being so high vibe, because guys, you're not going to, you're going to, you're not going to believe this, these stories, they're awesome. And, uh, we'll get into the pictures after, but tell us about the reptilian encounter that you actually saw physically with your own eyes. Okay. So I like to hike
1: and walk, um, And I like this particular wetland because it's wet. And when I am near water, the frequencies just rise. I can connect. And it's just, it's it's a miracle. You know, it's. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yes. So, um, and also I'm very familiar with, it's a wooded area and then it's open, basically swampland and there's a boardwalk on it. But I also know the trees and I'm, I'm friends with the trees and the plants and the animals and, and they actually will tell you things, you know, that they, they communicate. And so I walked in, it was like, I instantly knew something was different. And I was like, doesn't matter. I'm going anyway,
0: because I'm very stubborn. I'm working on it. Girl, you died 18 times. I don't know what could, <laughs> I don't see how a reptilian could scare you. No. <laughs> so-
1: so as I kept walking, it was I started smelling. Uh, reptilians have a very distinct smell. It, very distinct. It's it's uh, sulfur acidic uh, urine and feces, and it just kept getting stronger. And I was like, you know what? There's no reptilian. But, well, there's a portal there too, and I know they come in and out of it. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'm walking here. This, this I've got a right to be here. I'm not leaving. So I just kept walking and I wasn't scared. I was just determined. And so I'm on a boardwalk and I was like, whoa, (laughs) he was a reptilian and um, he wasn't that tall. He was um, maybe 14 feet, something like that. But he had on his shoulder, uh, like a canvas bag and he had bent over and he was in standing in the water and bent over and was pulling something out of the marsh, the swampy water. And I I don't know what he was getting, you know, from the swamp, but he was putting it in his bag. And I was like, whoa, you stay, stay right there. Don't you move. Don't you go anywhere. And I'm trying to get my phone out so I can get the camera going. And he started cloaking. I was like, you better stop it's like no one's gonna believe this i'm taking it anyway so i took a few pictures and by then he had cloaked any and it looks like um when heat rises off of uh, very hot asphalt it's a very wavy pattern so i the, the only thing i got I, I couldn't get a picture of him and he was kind of a grayish brown uh color um but his head wasn't short it was long i've seen the ones with the smushed type faces this one had a longer um so I, I um I, I met someone that um worked, I live really close to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and I was telling him I was like I think he came from the base and I think he was a researcher and he's like you know there's some there I was like okay you know so
0: <laughs> yeah there's just there's reptilians don't mind yeah. them
1: in the marsh <laughs> yeah. go along so, your hike but, but um there's lots of tunnels in the area, too. So he, you know, it could have popped out of one of those. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I was never afraid. And then then I went to walk away, and I was
0: like, you stay there, and I'm leaving, and you're staying there. But I left. So, so for everyone in the audience, uh, Yvanda showed me the pictures, and she has sent me, you sent me two, one with the actual circle around the area where he had cloaked, and then, uh, the, I guess the original photo without you marking it. And I have to say, when I looked at the one with the marking, I only looked at that one thinking, Oh, if I, if I'm, that's where I'm going to see it. And I couldn't see anything. You know, I just, I was like, I, j- I just, see like the marsh. But then I went and looked at the original photo and I saw it. I saw the vapors. I saw the vapors and you could almost see the shape through the vapors. Like, it, like it was almost like you could see the shape of the reptilian in the vapors. It's, so um, even, though
1: it, even though he cloaked, I could still see its eyes. His eyes were very apparent to me. It's just the camera didn't pick it up.
0: What were the color of his
1: eyes? Uh, like brown, brown and okay. gray. Um, yeah, brown
0: gray. Okay. So that was one of your reptilian encounters. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. First, before we go on to the next one, because um, that one's really interesting. How... How many? Okay, first, how many reptilian encounters have you had? Because I mean, we, we're talking about death experience. That's eighteen. How many <laughs> reptilian encounters have you had? Um, physically in the physical too. Okay. You know. But um, seeing them just energetically or through your mind's eye. Yes.
1: Uh, I I don't know how many. So many. Lives. Yeah. Okay. Uh.
0: Have they been, I guess more in your awareness because, were they part of the malicious attacks? Yes, okay.
1: okay, yeah, but this the one in the swamp wasn't mm-hmm. but uh, with the reptilians, yes. So I met the uh, the tall white one in person.
0: Yeah, tell us about the tall white one because that's a scary one.
1: Yes. Um, I, I, um, I, I've heard people say that I'll kneel before no one but God, okay. So my teacher at the time I, I I told him what happened and he basically told me the same thing. He's like, you were, you were too weak. I've talked to others that have had um, not with the white one, but with other ones of less power. And I was like, when, when they do that, you're down, you have no control, zero control. You feel you cannot do anything physically unless they allow it. it is there's i didn't willfully do it it was just i was forced and um, so what i did was i took a deep breath
0: and okay wait told, so so say how say how the reptilian encounter started like how did you know the white the tall white was there
1: he came into my home like through, through the front door <laughs> no it was just there it was just there uh yeah
0: So like, were you just in your, like, were you just walking through another room and that's just standing there? I was in my, um, I was in the bathroom in my bedroom and I walk out of my, walk out of the
1: bathroom into the bedroom, it's master bedroom. And he was standing there. It's just standing there. And I was like, Oh, and he just went like this and down. I went on my knees. I could not raise my head up. I could not get up. I could not move my hands, my fingers, my toes. I could blink, and that was it. So I didn't know what else to do, except I took every part of me, and I went into my heart, and I tried to feel love as much as I could. Nothing was happening, and nothing was happening. It was like, when my daughter was born, this is what I felt, you know? And so... That's what I kept focusing on until I could feel it growing and growing and growing. And he was telling me things. And I just, I just kept, I, I was, I just kept growing. What, the love what sort the of love. things,
0: what sort of things was he telling you?
1: Um, telling me how they were going to kill me eventually. And uh, that I wasn't worth anything. Um, that my value is nothing. And he could take me out at any time basically but it's telepathy it's he didn't actually speak yeah speak. it's mm-hmm. and um oh really bad headache really bad headache it uh felt like my head was going to explode but it didn't um still so whenever i knew that the love that i could recognize for my daughter because it's really hard to think when they're present because they are uh, terrifying They're terrifying. Uh, I could feel it growing out and growing out and and getting bigger and bigger. And and the whole time I'm trying to call in my divine team and he knew it and he would stop those thoughts. But he could not stop the love that I had inside for my child. He could not stop it. And I recognized it and that's why I kept growing the love, feeling it and, and making it expand. And then by the time it got just... Right outside my
0: body, he, he left. So, uh, yeah. So at that point, you're like, wow, I got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I was just, I was still there and it
1: took a while for me to get up off the floor. So I had another um, with a mantis.
0: Wait, wait okay hold on hold on, okay hold on hold before on. we go over to the mantis before we go to the mantis okay. um if i remember correctly you told me this is when a lion being showed up yes. as well like with the yes. reptil. so this with this during this reptilian encounter so you you've got your love vibration your frequency outside of your body now and that's when he left yes. and then what did you also notice with the um, with the the lion being
1: I, if there was a lion being there i didn't see it Oh, I it thought you. See. I thought you said no. there was a lion being there with the mantis. I recognized it. So. Oh, okay.
0: <clears throat> I got the Bye. stories all mixed up. There's so many good stories no. here, Yvonda. No. <laughs> um, is every is everyone like sitting around a fire right <laughs> now? <laughs> um,
1: I'm I'm sure that they were there. Is just I couldn't
0: recognize. It was all I could do to breathe.
1: Okay, so. All I could do.
0: You legitimately got rid of the reptilian through the love that you were holding inside of you.
1: Well, I don't think that made him leave, but I think that's what protected me. Got you. Because he started coming toward me and I was like, I'm dead. (laughs) I just knew it. Um, It was like, okay, focus, 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 focus. And, and, and he knew I was doing it and he was trying to like literally stop my thoughts, but I went inside my heart and then he couldn't do anything about that. And while I was inside my heart, I'm trying to call in my divine team. And those stops, those thoughts were stopped. I couldn't do it, but I could keep feeling the love that I have for my daughter.
0: Okay. That he couldn't stop. Are you guys all taking notes in the audience? Do you guys know now how to, like, (laughs) protect yourself from reptilians? This is like the sauce right here. This is the magic sauce. Okay, so, all right, let's go to the mantis story then. Tell me about the mantis story, because I must have mixed that one up. Yeah, so I had moved. I was in an apartment, and um, there's woods in
1: the back. So I'm always out there, and thought I heard something. I was like, ah, whatever. It just didn't feel so good, so I went inside. So I'm standing there, it's hot, it's summer, and this very tall mantis, it was a weird green, it was it a was mantis, walked through my glass doors, sliding glass doors. So I thought, you know,
0: I'm tough, I can, I can, I can do this. So basically walked so, through the glass doors as yep. if it was just energy.
1: Yeah, like it, they weren't even there, just walked right through it and uh, that was the second encounter but but this is the one with the lion. So um, I commanded it, you know. I stood in my power and I commanded it to leave and it did. It just turned around and out the glass just like it came in but faster and then it was gone. And I'm standing there and I'm just feeling just so proud of myself <laughs> because I'm so such a badass. And then it was like, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I, I, I recognize the feeling and I turned around and it was my life the the lion being that I've seen forever. And he was in the physical. Absolutely. He wasn't in just energetic form. He was in the physical and I went like you could was, touch him. I tried, but then he, he left, he was gone. And I was like, darn. So, so it was a combination of just being so, so happy. That I saw him, I actually saw him in the physical. It wasn't just energetic, uh, and then being really upset because I was just giving myself kudos because you know I was thinking I was badass. I can't. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so yeah. But the first time the uh, the first time I saw Mantis, I uh, was lying in bed trying to go to sleep. It was just weird energy that night. And I felt myself dozing and all of a sudden I felt this chill and the energy shift and there was a mantis on top of me, not touching me, but straddled over top of me and I could feel it, the energy coming in and out of it around my face and went to my ear and and it just like checked out my whole head and made this really weird, weird noise kind of insect type, but just, I, I, I can't describe it, but it was really weird.
0: And like a
1: so, like a like a clicking almost like a sort of but it was real shrill extremely shrill um so uh what I did with the reptilian I just went inside my heart and this it was easier cuz I had been practicing just in case anything <laughs> happened uh and uh I commanded it to leave telepath you know with telepathy and I went inside my heart and felt all the love for myself and just what love, but by then I had, I I could go to the, I love myself instead of having to find who do I love and find that love. Um, so yeah. And he left and I did not send love to the being because I don't want to energetically connect to Mm.
0: them.
1: So I sent love to myself. I went inside my heart and let the love come out. Because I I, I know because I messed up once. Um, if you send love to them, that is an offer to come to you to connect to you. Oh, really? So so you don't do it with malice. You know, send them away, or, or you know, it doesn't. You love yourself. You take command of your heart. They can't touch that light in your heart. They can't touch it. They can do anything physically to you, but that love in your heart, they can't take your soul. I, I, I don't know if I explained that very Oh much.
0: yeah, no, you totally explained it. Um, uh, I think that's, I mean, I don't think you could explain it any better. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. And, um, wow. Wow. So this, what did I just want to ask you? My gosh. Um, this is just blowing my mind. So it's, it's there, there's so many, there's, there, I think everyone in the audience is like, wow, um, some people are like, they're glued to the screen right now. Um, and for all of you guys who are going to be listening later on um, Spotify and iTunes, uh, yeah, maybe lie down <laughs> while you're listening. Well, S- okay, I don't want to upset anyone. I'm no, not- no, no, I don't think anyone's upset. I just, no, I don't I, think anyone. I want everyone
1: to know that, you can, quote unquote, fight negative beings, but not physically, not with words, not with connecting with them. It's with the love in your heart. Yeah. You, have, you have to love yourself. You have to be in that love. They can't touch it.
0: Hence why you're teaching self-love is so important yes. for us to yeah. all be able to go in because it's our strongest yes. protection measure as well. Here's yes. a great question from Geert. Um, he said, "Yvonda, did you decide on a soul level before this life to follow this path? I don't think these battles at unforeseen moments are for everyone, right? Um, he says, I have a golden wall up and don't allow anyone in. So is this something that you agreed on at the soul level to? Yes. Yes. My,
1: um, my incarnations on earth have been um, have prepared me for this. I have gone from the most brutal warrior that did everything horrible um, to gradually um, learning to uh, be a kind person. Um, I truly believe you cannot know the light, truly know the light unless you know the dark and you have to accept them both. You have to literally merge them because unless you know the dark, you can't know the light.
0: I completely agree, So I completely agree.
1: Um, I know everyone that I know, no one's perfect. I'm I'm, I'm so flawed, it's, I'm a poster child for being flawed. You know, but um, it's because of those flaws that we know. And it doesn't matter what has happened, what matters is now and the choice you make right this moment. It doesn't matter what you did because it was lessons, no matter how horrific it was. Yes. You're going to have karma, you know, and, and you have to accept it. And if you refuse to accept the karma, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, just because someone's done something that's deemed bad or unforgivable, everything is forgivable. And a point in case. All right. So now, um, uh, been, um very negative malevolent beings we're not talking about those we're talking about humans okay that are here to learn soul lessons um if everyone can think of themselves as a perfect newborn baby that is perfect love done nothing wrong the original sin thing is based on genetics what your family has that's that helps you Mm -hmm. but you the person the baby the perfect baby has done nothing wrong you are still that baby that is perfect inside no matter how you've been programmed no matter what you've been lured into no matter what decisions that you could see probably weren't in the best interest of anyone you know um so you take your karma and you choose the light you love yourself that's choosing the light literally it's that simple it's not complicated People want to make it so complicated it is so simple you just love yourself yeah and that is a challenging process so when you love yourself like that newborn child that newborn baby that is perfect in every way you realize that that is every person on this earth that is your neighbor uh, the ones that have opposing political views um the the ones that you deem unworthy, you know, unworthy of society.
0: There's still that perfect, that perfect child. I think that's beautiful. I I think that's a, it's a great way to teach us where to go to, because I think many of us have held that newborn baby in our arms or have seen and just, even if you just see pictures of a newborn baby, it's, you know, yeah, it's all just you,
1: like
0: ah. <laughs> I know it's just, it's, just it's so pure. It's so innocent. And to be able to, to know that that's all we need to do is to go back and to remind ourselves that's who we are and to hold that love for self um, is so important. And I agree. I think we as humans love to complicate everything. We want it to be so difficult and we make it way harder than it needs to be. I think that's part of the programming to be quite honest. Um, I too. And, and it's, It's really the simple things. It's like what they say, like Occam's razor. Like it's always the simplest solution or the reason that's the right one. So um, can you talk about the lion being a little bit before and before we kind of get into the lion being, guys, so something funny happened or something interesting, I shouldn't say funny, something interesting happened last night. So during for those of you who are in the Starseed Technology Activation class with me last night, um, at the very end, when Kathy had put the white pyramid around us all, I had a lion being show show up in my pyramid with me. And the lion being, I didn't tell you guys in the class this, but the lion being had a lot of rainbow colors in its like Maine, I guess. Like it was just, to me, it just had a lot of rainbow colors around it. And uh, I had never seen it before. And I was like, oh, that, that's a lion bean I never seen before. Cool. Well, I was telling Yvonda, I was like, oh yeah, I just finished the star seed class. And I was saying, yeah, a lion being showed up. And she then sent me, so this is who my lion bean, she showed me a picture. And it had all these rainbow colors that you had like an artwork, I guess, drawn of the lion being. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it had all these different colors in the light. And I'm like, that's the lion being that showed up. <laughs> so it was interesting that your lion being was checking out our starseed class last night. Yeah. So tell me about the, um, lion being that you, um, like the orb encounter you had.
1: Okay. So, um, so you have to understand that I have been on Starcrafts before multiple times various reasons. Um, so I'm, I'm outside sitting on my patio, doing my meditation. I was doing self reiki at the time and the, um, everything started to get wavy and objects started turning. I could see them as electrical grids. It, it was like a computer animation, but it was electricity. I could see the energy flowing and I started getting swimming. My chakras were just blasting and i I know the feeling and I thought I'm going to make it to the bed because I'm not ending up on the concrete because you know, I was on a a patio. So I finally make it to bed and I lay down. And as soon as I laid down, it was like, whoosh, you know, I, I, I could feel myself being swept out of my body. It wasn't, I didn't astral travel by intention. I was just taken away. And so next thing I know, I'm in this sphere, this ball and it's light, but it, it's organic and the material and I went to touch it the sides and it it's like liquid energy and it's alive I, I alive liquid energy that's just yeah. so I'm in there and um I, was, I knew the pilot and I was like hey wait a minute what are you doing in this little what is this thing why is it so little you know I'm looking around, where is everybody? Where's all the equipment? Wait a minute, why are you here? What am I doing? Oh my gosh, why can't I see the ground? I can see everything, and I'm looking all around, and I'm just chattering on. And then I hear, you know, telepathy. Be silent. Oh, it's that's like okay. Oh, I, I'm I'm so conscious. I I felt like I was actually in my body because I didn't uh-huh. feel like I was in the energy. So. I don't really know what happened or how I was there, but so uh, uh, we go around in places that I know that I've been to and I recognize them. I went to Xenia and then a few other places here, the Dayton, Ohio area. And then we went further out and I was shown many things, but to sum it up, basically I was shown that um, I was shown like a, a helix a double helix that turned into a triple helix, and then four and then five, until 12 strands were spinning together until it just all became one. It was incredible. And I was shown that this is a library and this is why humans are so valued as currency because they want, they, not all, but many races want our genetics because we have a library of information plus a spark in there that they do not possess and that our genetics can literally save races but it means taking our genetics some take it favorably and some kill to do it
0: yeah And and, that, and and I've been um, talking about that uh, on my channel for maybe the last six months or, or a little longer of how important it is for us to understand our body, our DNA. You know, we think of it as just like, damn, this 3D skin suit, you know, like, but there is such high technology in here that if we really, truly build a beautiful relationship back up with our body and know that the technology that is held within us, what we can do to activate it is... This is why we're on a prison planet because of our DNA. Yes.
1: And our DNA
0: is coveted. Yes. And the Palladians told me also that not to worry. This message came through, I think, last fall, maybe in the summer. I can't remember. Um, But they talked about how don't worry about the book burnings or all of that because all of the information is held within you. You hold the library. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm
1: because they could burn it to the ground, everything, destroy everything, it doesn't matter. We have the knowledge within us. We have all the data within us. And um, so the, the more we love ourselves, the more this, the more strands that will connect along with the higher frequencies. But if you don't love yourself, bottom line is you're not going to ascend. Your frequency is not going to go up. So you raise your frequency by just loving one part at a
0: time you know, in appreciating because yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um okay, so back to the ship. So you're on the ship okay. and you're be, you're being shown all these things, like you're you're yes. actually seeing Ohio, like you're going over the state of Ohio where you lived yes. and and then you were shown the library, the DNA, helix, all that. Okay, what happened yes. next? Um, I was taken someplace
1: that was not familiar. Some of them were, were on Earth and they were familiar and I saw the pyramids, I saw Sedona, I saw a place, it, I know it was Brazil because it looked like it coming in. You know, but I've never been to Brazil. I just know from a map kind of thing. Uh, and then um, the sky changes and then I see a land that was had a purple haze, like the atmosphere was purple and it was very lush and beautiful and there were crystal castles. And there were pe- beings, people, They and call of people I don't know what kind of people I, I didn't get that close uh, and it was just like I felt so great I was like oh yeah I knew crystal castles I've seen them before I knew there were crystal castles you know and I was just really happy and I was just rattling on and just going on like a chatterbox and uh, then I hear be silent again I was like, fine <laughs> <laughs> So then I ask again, all right, so what a, what am I doing? What are Where are we going? What are we doing? And, and I was told to be silent and observe. So that's what I did. And then um, so um, I, I could see it was approaching where I lived. And then the next thing I know, I'm in bed and my phone is ringing. So it was a girlfriend of mine. And I was just all excited, you know. And I told her what happened. She wasn't very nice about it, you know, basically told me I was crazy. What kind of drugs do you take? Vonda? are you drunk? You need to go take a nap. Well, I'll call you later. Click, and that was it. (laughs) I was like, really, I'm not crazy. Click, you know, so the phone went dead. So, and then right after that, my mom called. And so um, I told my mom, she was much kinder. She was very kind, very patient and understanding. She's like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yvonne, you had, you've had a unique life, okay, yep. I do believe you, if you believe it, I believe it, you know, it's like, I love you, mom, okay, you know, and, and that was about it, a few hours later, my girlfriend sent me a text, and I went to read the text, and then she calls, so I answer the call, she's like, did you see the text, did you watch the video? I was like, well, you called me, so no. And she's like, "She's like, you watch it and call me right back and hung up. I was like, okay. So I checked the text and it was a link to, uh, it was a WHIO uh, news report where people had sent in pictures of this sphere of light that was going around all the areas I told them that I had been and I could see. And so my girlfriend, she's like... Andy, you're really not crazy are you it's like no I said well <laughs> I may be but I'm not crazy about that it really did happen and I really went to those places she's like I know because you told me and so I sent it to my mom and my mom's like oh wow you really did it really did happen I was like yes it did so I have looked I had it bookmarked saved on my computer there were, there were two, two tv stations that had it and they're gone so I don't know if they block it off after two years or what, and I didn't, I didn't think anything about
0: saving it, you know. Oh, archiving it or anything yeah, like that. Ar- yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, because oh, uh, yeah, you think oh, yeah. it's on the internet; it's there forever. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Well, it's not. So and then then I know the pilot was the Lion being. I know it. Um, I don't know how. How but I just know it. It was the feeling because I recognized the energy. I recognized it, but I never saw the face. It was just a very large masculine pilot. That's all I know. Okay. That, that I saw. Uh very kind. So a little while later, months later, sitting out on the patio, probably doing my Reiki, because that's what I do. And uh so there's an evergreen tree, and I saw these sparkles you know kind of rainbow a lot of purples and blues but but a lot of gold and white and I was like something something's gonna appear I can feel it I can feel it and so I get my camera out because I'm gonna take pictures and they're gonna show up I didn't even get a chance to take pictures and then all of a sudden it just kind of disappeared I was getting really frustrated I was like oh fine whatever and I turned around and there was this huge well it wasn't super tall apparently some lion beings are really tall I don't know. He's 14, 15 feet. I don't, I don't know. How tall know are your ceilings? <laughs> well, I know that. So I, I'm almost I'm five, nine something. Okay. And the top of my head didn't even reach up to here on him. So.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and I was like,
1: Oh my gosh, there you are. You're real. And I went to touch him. And then he just embraced me and it was divine. I, the closest feeling was how I felt when I died. That was just incredible. I felt so loved, so comforted, um, protected and it was an unconditional love and I don't know how long it could have been—a moment, it could have been minutes—I don't know. But then he he stepped stepped back, and he said, "It's going to be soon, Yvonda. You're coming home soon." And uh, when is soon? And then he I just he's just going. I know and it's the like the tears, <sighs> the tears just went, and, and I know it was several hours. The tears just flowed. It was so absolutely wonderful. Oh, my gosh.
0: How long ago was this?
1: Uh, A little over a year ago. Yeah.
0: Gosh, you know, soon to higher dimensional beings and soon to us are two completely different um,
1: (laughs) definitions.
0: I I have really
1: I have repeatedly asked for them to define soon. Mm-hmm. And the last time I asked, they said, not as long as it has been. It, it, it's happening quickly.
0: So, so we don't have you much longer. Oh, I don't. Oh, well,
1: I think I'm going to. There quickly could be a decade or more. You know, I don't know. I don't know, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, what I've been shown. I'm going to be here a long time. Okay. So, okay, so good. I'll be in one of the islands and yeah. So, but we'll see. Okay. Uh,
0: Dave, Dave, S- S- <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for the show. Um, the super chat. He's saying great show tonight. Nicole, love you, Bonda. Great interview. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This is a great like I'm just fascinated. I know I'm going to go back and listen to this um, tonight while I'm lying down because I, I as me having to like ask all the questions and pay attention to the chat. I know I miss certain details and I just want to be able to absorb it all um, with my eyes closed. So the lion beings, could you give us, um, what can you share with us about the lion beings that um, would help educate all of us and the audience um, that might be really interesting details to know about that you've been, that you've encountered?
1: Um, They're fierce warriors. They're very fierce. Um, the reptiles fear them, um, but it's not uh, malicious. They're not malicious warriors. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's done with with the power of love. And, and it is energy, and it is light. And yes, they do destroy, some of them. Some of them are destroyed. Um, but it's their choice, because they they don't choose the light and they're given a choice Mm. Um, but they're very gentle um they're funny um
0: very humorous yeah Um, um yeah it's it's interesting because i recently found out that um before i incarnated here on earth like my first incarnation on earth I was a lion being and I chose to incarnate as reptilian to understand what they were all up to. And so it's interesting that the reptilians fear the lion beings. I must have been like, yeah, I got this. I, I can handle that. You know, and I'm pretty sure I was in for a little bit of a rude awakening. But um, from what I understand, uh, that many of us do choose to incarnate through the reptilian um, race so that we can help heal it and um, and all of that. Now, okay, let's talk about this because this is an interesting... I'm going to just share with you guys some information that came through on my Reiki session with Yvanda yesterday because it can lead us into a really cool discussion that some of you in my alchemy program were talking about last week. And I know many of you in the audience probably have these questions as well. But um, when Yvanda was opening up my uh, my session... Uh, I guess you were, um, over the, the crown chakra and my guidance team came in and it was a very moving experience. Like I, as soon as you started crying, I started crying cause I felt the love through you, um, that you were picking up from them coming through. And you mentioned, um, like 16th density, um, of, I guess, did you say like where I've originated from or what, yes. what, that, okay. That-
1: you're from the 16th density okay so which is this universe this earth universe the universe my understanding is 12. once you get beyond 12 you go higher into other other universes right Uh, but there's no more form it's a collective consciousness kind of like the archangels are a collective consciousness got you because what came in with you had no form the energetic presence was there but it was a consciousness present and it was extremely pure extremely high vibe and well you felt the love so and so as a reiki practitioner a lot of times i am a pressure cooker release valve (laughs) so like if there's traumas or something that that the person can't handle It kind of goes through me. It doesn't stay in me, nothing, you know, and I'll have the emotional release, the physical release. So then the client can, can take over, you know, so it's, it doesn't damage their system. Uh, but with you, it was just pure love. (laughs) And the tears started flowing. I couldn't stop them, could not stop them because I could feel it. And, uh, oh, may I share? uh your energy pattern oh yeah sure (laughs) so everyone has a very unique energy signature it's it's your calling card everyone is unique i have never seen one it's like a disco ball it just glitters it's just it's a disco ball but you know it depends on what what she's thinking
0: i guess but
1: you know it gets larger and smaller Yes. I like that.
0: I like that my energy pattern or signature is a disco ball. I'm pretty down with that.
1: <laughs> it's just awesome. And then I knew when you were going to call because little your intent was, I'm going to call you, Vinda. And it was like, oh, there's the little glitter ball. And then the the more action you took, the larger it
0: got. So, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. So I, I feel like my nickname, Frolly Pop, totally – is in line with disco ball energy signature (laughs) glitter ball um yeah yeah maybe i need a glitter hat now (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but i thought that was super cute i was really um appreciative for you sharing that with me um but yeah so so when it glitter energy yes glitter energy yeah. yeah so when the when so back to like the densities and stuff so in this universe there from what you understand. And again, guys, there's no like book that we can read about this or anything like that. Like this is just the understanding that you have from what you've seen and the knowledge that you have, which I've got to say, given what we've heard now for the last hour, I'm more likely to believe you than not. Um, Doesn't mean it's 100% truth, but I would tend to lean that way. So 12 densities in this universe, and if there is a being from one of those densities, they still hold a physical form? Is that what you're saying? Like they can still hold a physical form? Yes. Yes.
1: Just not as solid. Uh, the more solid, you have to go lower. Lower. In density. Yes. Okay. Um, but usually by 12th density, you can hold the shape, but you don't have a physical body. Um, you know, but but you can form it. My I, I've seen shapes. you know, um, figures like uh, humanoid figures, but they were never solid. It was just Mm -hmm. energy that took a shape probably so I could recognize. Uh, A lot of it is the observer or who they communicate with. They use what is familiar with you or with me to help me to recognize. Um, But but when yours came in, uh, okay, so during a Reiki session, I always call in a divine team, and I got very specific criteria, so we good. <laughs> uh, so when your divine team came in, so the divine team consists of for the client themselves, right? The higher self, the oversoul, and straight to source. Nothing on the perimeter unless the higher self and the oversoul gives permission. So you have to go through you got to go through some checklists before any of your relatives could come in and give you messages. Does it make sense? Otherwise they'd be, they'd be standing in line waiting for me to channel, to give messages. And I said, no more to that. I'm done. You didn't do your job when you were here. You're not using me as a tool. And the only way I would do that is if my team says so. See that
0: guys, Yvonne has got high standards. (laughs) Well, I, it's it's important because everyone, no, I agree.
1: Everyone is 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 precious and need protection, and they don't need outside influences. That's not what they need during a healing session. They need themselves, their higher self, their own soul, and straight source. You know, and connect a guy his heart. And if messages from the outside, whether it's family members, friends that have deceased or whatever, they want to give a message. Not only do they have to go through the person, they also have oversoul, higher self, they have to go through mine. Uh, because because they wanna use me as the, the mouthpiece. And I don't always agree because for various reasons unless my team says so, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen.
0: Okay. So. Okay. Um, guys, if you have any questions that you'd like me to ask you, go ahead and, um, drop them in the chat. Uh, we're going to go into one more thing here, but, um, while we do, if you have a question, you guys know the deal, Write Question in cap locks. And then what your question is, the question itself doesn't need to be in cap locks. I just need to. Up Yeah. 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 I just, I need to see the word question in caplocks. locks. Okay. So, um, you guys, if you watched my earlier video, I talked about any energy cords and the importance of keeping your energy field clear, clean, um, how does, how to practice spiritual hygiene and some of the techniques I used. And Yvanda brought up a really interesting, um, piece of information to me, uh, later that later today that we wanted to share with you. Um, about those who've passed on, like, I should say, when there is a couple and one partner passes on, what happens via the energy cords? Do you want to talk about that to the audience? Because that's very interesting. Okay, so uh, death, um, death is
1: something to be celebrated, because it means that you have accomplished what you set forth to do. That's amazing. You don't die until it's your time. (laughs) I'm proof of that. (laughs) Yeah, this is how it is. But when you have a a loved one, especially like older couples, they have energy cords and they're agreed upon energy cords, usually based on long-term friendship and a love, whether, you know, it's, it's a love connection. A lot of times it's in the heart, but not always. I've seen them on the side, like a couple that's attached at the hip. You've heard that expression. That's usually where the cord is, you know, um, So when one passes away, especially if it's suddenly, um, or they've been together a very long time, the cord is ripped from the surviving partner. And if that is not, that tear in that auric field is not sealed up so they can heal, you leak life force energy. And I know that um, people have seen, Older couples where one passes away and the survivor has been perfectly healthy and then suddenly their health crashes and they die very soon after. They are leaking life force energy because their auric field was ripped open. The cord was so thick and so connected to their being that they had no opportunity to heal because they didn't know about it. Um, these things aren't taught nowadays in ancient days they were taught a lot of the natives native americans teach it too
0: Um, but you have to heal the aura so um wow okay so that's interesting okay so just even you telling me that i'll be really honest with you guys when i shared with you all my practice that i do um, and I use the golden energy to then seal up the aura where the tears or, or um, damage may have done from the cord cutting. Um, you know, that I, that is not something that was ever taught to me. That is just something that I was like, oh, I should probably just do that. I, I, I guess it was just something that I knew, but I didn't know if I was actually correct or not. And just listening to you talk about there, there's kind of a confirmation for me on how important that is when we're doing our cord cutting or clearing our fields to really patch up the aura um, and, and prevent any leakage like this. That you, well, clearly a death is so traumatic to a partner um, yes. that it would be like a ripping of the cord. Um,
1: so if a person has enough love within them, which means you got to have at least a spark, right? So if you just imagine, try the white light first—pure white light, which is love light, 100% love—and wherever you feel the loss, it, it could be anywhere in your body. But if it's a loved one, most often it's the heart. So imagine your hands are white lights and cover the area or your heart, and imagine that that inner that light is literally. Sealing, sewing up the aura, and it seals it smooth, and it will take. Um, depending on the the energetic health, which is basically the physical health too of the person, uh, I, I think the minimum is. Uh, it, it's a it's an odd number. It's like twenty seven days, yeah. Before it's strong enough to handle energetic activities like conflict resolutions and things like that Um, because if you engage in things like that too soon it'll tear open because your energetic field cannot handle shocks of vibration high low vibration so the period of mourning years ago was literally to heal your auric field so then you could actually go out and engage successfully with other people because if you're left unprotected, you go out, there's all kinds of energy vampires. I don't care how sick a person is that's losing the energy. These vampires will will just feed off of it and they will attack. And it just, your healing process basically stops. And then you begin to die, physically die. So, so that's, and when you cut cords, cut them then release what's left you can't just cut it and seal it off Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. even though if you release it it's still very easy to reconnect but if you cut it it's almost a guarantee if you cut it and that's all you do I, it's almost a, a oh, guarantee okay. it's going to reconnect.
0: Because that question came up and because um, I don't know how much you were able to, to tune into the show or if you if you even like heard the show earlier. Oh, OK. Yes. So when someone asked that, so this idea of cutting um, was uh, brought up of that it's maybe too aggressive. And I just felt like it was a more guarantee as well. Um, what do what what's your response to the cutting being aggressive? I've done both.
1: Um, I don't recommend cutting the cord uh, unless you have to cut the cord in order to get the strength to release it. There are times when that happens, when this is mostly with uh, an abuser or a sexual partner. That's where I've seen that um, because the connection is so intense that if you don't cut it first, you're not going to have the emotional strength to release
0: it because that takes strength. Um, And what's your method of release? Like I kind of just was shown um, like using like the salt water, like salt water energy to dissolve the, the dissolve the cord so that it starts to just, I guess disintegrate out of you kind of. Yes.
1: Yes. And you have to send it away with love and you have to do it in a state of love. You, it, or it's not successful because okay. then it becomes anger and then that's a low vibration mm-hmm. or fear and that's a low vibration. So you have to you know, thank them. Um, your description was excellent. Um, I, I would go further and literally take your hand and imagine yourself, yes, feeling with light after you have taken your hands, imagine they're light and you have sealed up the wound or wounds. And then start bringing in the golden white light and fill in your body and fill in the layers of the aura. Don't go overboard because remember, you just had surgery basically Mm. on your aura and you have to be very careful. And um, especially with a sexual partner, you have to refrain from all contacts for 11 days. And when you start thinking about them, You've got to change those thoughts because those thoughts, cord will come right back. And all right, so there's a reason for the 11-day process. It changes your thought processing, your mind. You're able to let go, and it allows your wound to heal. Then you can be more resistant to them coming back in your life. Uh, This works really well with narcissists, and sometimes it's really hard to cut them off and uh the narcissist connection that's when it's most effective to cut it call in archangel michael and your divine team cut it and get him to help remove it okay and then get your divine team along with yourself you have to participate it's not a i'm gonna lay back and y'all do all the work no 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 it doesn't work Mm. that way and then you still have to seal it um that's what I found to be most effective.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's great advice. So yeah, um, I think that helped clarify for the the cutting and also how to release the cords. So if it's just someone that you're, it's not an abusive situation and there's no need to do the cutting, you can use the dissolving to release. And of course, yeah, when it's an abusive situation, whether it's emotionally abusive, mentally, physically, um, and spiritually let's face it we're 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 experiencing that um then that then don't feel scared to use that technique if if need be um we've got some questions that have come in here um the first question from divine fractal what color was the lion being did it have a messy mane or a very kept mane uh kind of um thick curly and wavy it
1: was just just beautiful i don't know beautiful it, it was probably about down to here he it, it, it was well kept yeah you know it okay. wasn't like a wasn't like a lion out on the range you know that came in and then decided to be in human form that wasn't it this was a humanoid type being
0: okay yeah so, because it, there there are humanoid lion beings and then there are more lioness lion beings like the way we yes. yeah um, okay uh, this is from Nell. Uh, what do you think about not going to light when you die? Like not going to the light when you die? I highly recommend it.
1: I highly recommend avoiding the light. Do not go to the light. Go left, go left,
0: go left. Go left. Yeah. Okay. Cause the just, light from what I hear is the return to the matrix. Like it's return to the yes. karmic cycle. Yes. Okay. And they, they trick you. Uh, they
1: will bring out family me- images, they make like you think, your family is there welcoming you in, and they will lure you in. They won't tell you anything. It's a lure. They know how to uh, imitate your deceased family, and they imitate them. And then they'll get you to just walk on. Uh, it took me a long time to figure that out and then once i figured it out multiple times. how I how many it
0: out. how many deaths did it take for you to figure that out <laughs> actually i think it was by the fifth one seriously okay.
1: <laughs> by the third one i knew things were wrong i knew okay. things were wrong um, but, but then i wasn't there for very long mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of the some of the deaths i was there longer than other times um, okay yeah
0: okay yeah, great question
1: do not go to the light go go left go left okay Okay. And so um, another very important thing now, right now, ask your divine team, your family, whenever you do pass away to be ready and waiting to come collect you. Okay. Give them permission to collect you. That way the dark ones cannot come in and supersede that. You've already set your declarations. If they do that, it's a universal law. They're not supposed to. So I think after so many times, they can be taken care of and taken out, you know, problem solved. But you set in the, the debt, you declare it. And well, you ask them and then declare it. So it's it's
0: set, and they will be there. Okay, so everyone tonight, make your declaration. <laughs> um, that's great. That's great advice. Um, I did not hear that before. Uh, Okay, from Maz P, uh, Yvanda, so you can read people's energy signatures. How do you do that?
1: It's like seeing someone's face, you know? You just recognize it. Um, So it's the same as thought patterns. And I'm sure everyone has recognized certain thought patterns, not just by the look on someone's face, but you know what they're thinking because you can feel it because it feels the same. As someone else that thought this, and someone else thought this, so everything has a particular pattern. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's like recognizing faces. But but, but it's in it's energy. Yeah, it's literally energy. Okay. And you know right away whether or not it's a high vibe or a low vibe.
0: And was this something that became easier and easier the more you loved yourself? No, not really. Uh, after the '94 accident,
1: whatever gifts I had just turned on, blew up exponentially. Yes. Okay, Fair I enough. actually had to, I had to turn them, turn them down a lot. Okay, or I, I probably wouldn't have been sane.
0: Okay, okay, um, okay. From Chef Matt. Hey Yvonda, um, much love, my friend. What wondering? Oh, wondering if you could tell the story of my ord in my dream or orb maybe that's an orb in his dream oh
1: <laughs> so um Shree, well brooklyn um asked if i would send some prayers so i did and i was guided to also send some healing energy so i sent some distance reiki um yeah and so whenever I um, whenever I practice Reiki, whether it's by distance or in person, I always call in my divine team and to protect the Reiki that I'm sending, the path all the way to the person and the person while they're receiving it. So that orb may have been one of mine. Okay,
0: all right. Um, wise Mama Bear. Um, Yvonda, would you be willing to tell us about your beautiful paintings behind you, please? Oh, okay. So this one, uh, I call it
1: "Fire in the Sea," "Fire Under the Sea," something like that. It's a uh, uh, textured. It's mixed media, modeling paste, and it's got gold and. Um, so this painting, it um, I saw an underwater view off the coast of. Uh, one of the islands in florida of the lava going underneath the the water and it was like there was a wall of cold and then the heated water and then the lava was splitting open and and it was like gold shining through so that's what i tried to create i just thought it was absolutely beautiful and i loved it so it took me a while but i think i got it
0: oh very interesting so um
1: this one it's just a nebula i just did that um. Yeah,
0: just,
1: yeah. So you yeah.
0: know. Okay. All right. Different Thank you. Yeah. I love you. You're like it's just a nebula. Okay. Yes. Um. Oh, well, it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Cormac, C- a question. Yvonda, can you come into our Discord, please? <laughs> um, I'll bring her in, guys. Um, okay. Uh, let me see here. Any other questions? Um. Okay. Oh. From oh wait I just lost it wait where did it go oh the paintings are for sale oh the paintings are for sale yes oh okay yeah oh perfect oh that's good to know okay so people you can reach out to her all of her links are in the description below and I guess they can contact you either through Facebook Instagram or the website right yes okay um let me see I'm on Telegram okay oh yes and she's on Telegram um, I know it. There was another one here. I just missed it. Okay, what do you think about not going to the light when you die? I read that one. Oh, yeah, from geart. Can Reiki work remotely via YouTube? There's an ASMR Reiki channel I watch and really feel the power. Yes.
1: Yeah. Reiki knows no time or space. It is intention.
0: Intention is everything. Okay. And then there was another one here did the praying mantis leave any residue on your body
1: i don't know if it was breath or what was coming it was emitting but my skin smelled i my hair smelled i had to take a shower that it just it was slimy i i felt slimy Hmm.
0: yeah
1: and then i i I took all the covers off my bed and washed every single everything
0: Okay, so this actually, this question just sparked one that I wanted to ask you on the air, um, because when I um, had my bilocation teleportation experience, mm-hmm. um, and y- you know, you talked about plasma, and that there's a plasma in the body, I guess, in my in the body when experience like that happens. Can you talk about a little more about what what you were talking about there? Um.
1: Trying to think how to explain it. Um, I, I don't exactly know how it works, but the body has plasma. You have to have plenty of protein to create the plasma to be healthy. So you have to have protein. Right? If you start doing astro traveling and you start uh, having off-world experiences, you've really got to up your protein because you won't have enough plasma and you're going to get wiped out afterwards. But when you come back, you can literally be glowing because the plasma from your body from the the different locations and things activates it. You have to have the plasma to move through um, things and still be alive. So it's kind of like a protection too. I've done it um, several times and I know it was plasma burning that I have come back from um, being off planet and I'm literally on fire, literally on fire.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: There's been times when I could touch something and it would burn because of it but I wasn't hot I didn't burn myself
0: um, you just burned I, the thing you touched
1: <laughs> I, I burnt my bed comforter yeah my duvet cover I, bur- I burnt it and and I'm jumping out of bed it's like shh, shh, turn the water on turn the water because so okay fire. yeah and so, and so like the night yeah.
0: before I was doing the all signs tarot reading and I remember I think it was during fire signs was like why does my butt yeah. feel like it's on fire and you thought oh she's about to go somewhere <laughs>
1: i started laughing i was like i was like yay nicole's going somewhere <laughs> okay so so the benevolent beings they give you a heads up you know it's gonna happen the nefarious ones nope you don't know squat until it's until it's done so oh, okay
0: so if i feel my butt on fire again i'll yeah. i'll know You'll um know. Yeah. okay <laughs> good to <You'll> know, know. <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny that, okay that that's been my experience yeah. It may not be the same for everyone else, but that's okay. what I've noticed.
0: All right, and so this this brings up another question too of understanding the importance of eating protein in our diets. Which, to me, I feel like our dietary system has been hijacked in so many different ways with so many different diets. And you know, are you vegan, vegetarian, um, or do you eat meat? Or, and what are what has been your experience when it comes to the, being able to hold higher levels of energy, because there's so many different things that are being claimed out there. Um, what is your understanding um, that's so important for us to, to know from your point of view uh, in where we get our protein and, and why we need it so much?
1: Okay, so amino acids, which is a form of protein, it is protein, uh, very essential for so much, also DNA. If you don't have enough protein, your DNA is not gonna function because it is part of your neurological system. Um, Without protein, it's not gonna work. The more you, um, I firmly believe the the absolute full-blown vegan, nothing but green, you know, forget the protein stuff, is an attack from the new age movement, which is not in our best interest to take the protein away, so our DNA will not activate. They are very. They attack us from all angles, from every perspective. You have to have protein. If you don't have protein, your brain's not gonna work right. Your DNA is not gonna work right. Your heart's not gonna work right. You have to have protein. Doesn't mean you have to have red meat, you know, but we are human. Beings, we have to have food, we have not ascended enough to live off things other than, you know, the things we grow, or, or different animals. And I have tried not eating meat, and I got sick. I cannot do it. I have tried and tried and tried. I have to have meat. And I have to have red meat.
0: I get sick. I'm the same way, you know, I went vegetarian, I didn't go vegan, but I went vegetarian for a couple of years. But I always I did it with the with the with the caveat, if I ever feel like I need to eat meat, I will like I didn't I wasn't like a hardcore, like, I won't do it, you know, sticking to my guns. And because uh, it just didn't, that personally just didn't feel right for me. And I'm not trying to knock anyone who does that. Because um, I think we all do what we need to on our own journey and we get to where we need. So I'm not knocking anyone out there who's vegan or vegetarian. Like this is not a knock on that. Um, however, I did realize that there came a point where I was like, I need meat. And I, the more I started to activate my intuitive gifts, I realized I actually crave it more. And I thought it was so interesting because it was the opposite of what you hear from different, I guess, spiritual sources, channels, like what you know, and um, it, just realizing how important the protein is. And not saying that, you know, everyone's got to live by their own code and uh, you've got to do what feels right for you. And I think that's all that matters. So, but for me, it really started to, I started to understand the importance of um, getting enough protein and I could tell when my energy levels were down or I could just tell when I was um, getting more downloads and being able to channel more. Like I just, um, yeah. You can get, you can
1: get protein in, in, or, you know, plant foods, nuts, yes. things like that. You absolutely can. You just, I do eat a whole lot? Yeah. I <laughs> and you know, really you do. need to, you have to, but it doesn't, you have all- to be, you have to
0: be very smart to yes. get the yes. protein vegetarian. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But but it's, it's very important. Mm-hmm.
0: It's very important. Basically, if you don't have protein, your DNA is going to fail. Okay. All right. And okay. considering let's just, just off that statement alone If we know that our DNA is the reason why we're in a prison planet right now, and we, that is the very thing that is being coveted of us. Just take note of that guys. Okay. Um, okay. So let me just see if there are any other questions before we sign off here. Um, let me just see. I don't see any other um, questions. But um, yeah, okay, so this has been great. Yvanda, um, this is like one of my, my favorite shows that I've done in a really long time because... Oh, thank you. Well, who doesn't love a good reptilian story?
1: <laughs> I don't recommend them. I do not recommend them. They
0: no. Just, it, they, no. They, I did
1: not call them in. It just happened. But but the one in, in the marsh, I, I I knew something was up, and I probably you know, I could have left, but I chose not to because I'm a little stubborn and it was my time to walk and I only had a
0: certain amount of time and I wasn't going anywhere else. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And guys, um, for all of you, um, before we started the show, just so you know, we did a little meditation and, uh, using, uh, Nikola Tesla frequencies. We had one other person here with us, one of the mods in the, uh, in the, in the chat there. And we put out the intention, speaking of DNA, I mean, this is perfect. Um, my intention for all of you who are listening, uh, through Yvanda's Reiki that she's, she's gifted to all of us. I didn't let you all know that at the beginning, but we're going to let you know that, um, it was to awaken the DNA within you that you're ready to awaken to, to activate more of that. Um, to activate the higher the higher DNA codes that you're holding right now. So um, re-listen to this maybe another time if you want more of the information to soak in uh, and just know that that is the energy that we had the intent of putting through tonight's show. So, Yvonda, let the audience know um, what you're off, what services you offer, and how they can get in contact with you. Okay, so I offer uh, Reiki at a distance. That. That. Um... I
1: also sell my art, my paintings. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Telegram. It's um, at Yvanda. Instagram's at Yvonda. Um, Facebook is Yvonda Wells. I have an art page, um, Yvonda's Fine Art on Facebook. Um Wells at gmail.com or Yvonda at protein, protonmail.com. Yeah.
0: Perfect. So so I think you're going to get a flood of requests <laughs> after tonight because there are a lot of people in the in the audience who are like, I want a book with Yvanda. Um you. So I highly, I highly suggest it. And um, guys, just thanks so much for being here. Uh, your energy was much appreciated and felt. Uh, love you guys so much. Yvonda. thanks so much for being here. Guys, have a wonderful evening. And remember to love yourself. Keep building the love frequency within you. You'll continue activating your DNA even further and turn on those gifts. I love you guys. Have a wonderful evening and we'll be back with you real soon. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.